0: Welcome to the Promo Cares Radio podcast, where we share the stories about the good being done in the promotional products industry. From philanthropic efforts to cause marketing to giving programs, these are the people who are inspiring others to improve the world through promo. To learn more about Promo Cares, visit promocares.org. Now, on with today's show. Hello, PromoCares Radio. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we have a great guest on today that's going to kind of stir all of our minds, which is very needed in this industry. Um, this is Carrie Cowden, your hostess, and I just really appreciate that you're here today. Uh, so our guest today is Ray DelMuro, and he is with Refresh Glass. So help me welcome Ray. Hello, Ray. Hi. Welcome.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: All right. So first question of the day, when you get to the airport and you lay it, you get through security. And before you get on the plane, do you have a ritual or what do you do in between that time?
1: Oh, I want to be at the very beginning of my zone because my stress-free portion of the flight starts when my overhead baggage is above my head. Nice. I like that. So you're you're
0: a, you're Southwest flyer then if you're in the zones or is it? Well, yeah, sometimes, you know, some of the
1: like United and some of these other people have groups, I guess, which is almost the same thing, really. Uh, yeah. So, it's really important to me that I get my overhead baggage forward in the aircraft <laughs> compared to where I'm sitting because it's always tough, you know, when it's like two seats back. Yes. From where you're sitting, and you have to try to fight your way against traffic and all of the stairs and awkwardness that that yeah. entails. So,
0: and all the appendages that you take out. Yeah. That's so true. That's,
1: That's me. have good. my wireless headphones after that, and life is good.
0: That's awesome. Okay, cool. Yeah. So um, Refresh Glass, tell us a little bit about uh, the history there and how long you've been in business and then how you came to be in the promo industry.
1: Sure. So Refresh Glass is 12 years old. So my first business baby is going into seventh grade, like I like to say. Uh, So I was an aerospace engineer for five years and I was trained at Toyota with the co-op in college. So I have a lot of uh, operational engineering and manufacturing background with Lean and Six Sigma. Um, So... Uh, through school, I had a hot rod and I've always loved building stuff ever since I was you know, Legos and a kid. And that just manifested into me becoming an engineer. And so after five years of working in the aerospace industry, I got to work with really cool tools and CNC equipment. And I was actually in charge of all the automated equipment, CNC across 16 divisions for a billion dollar aerospace company. And I ended up resigning because as I advanced within their system i felt like i was being punished for doing well because they no longer let me play with the toys anymore i had to manage people and schedules and money and it it just wasn't my jam anymore so i resigned and i went on a trip around the world for a year and i visited 21 countries and 39 cities to to try to figure out what my passion profession was and i decided on starting refresh class six months after i got back because it has a, a the flavor of, you know, animated responses that you get to art, you know, this is cool. How'd you do this? It has the function of engineering in terms of being useful and well-made. And it also helps the community at the same time. So those were the trifecta that I wanted to accomplish. And I needed to find a way to self finance it in a way that was difficult for others to copy.
0: Right. Yes. Very true. So then how did you find the promo industry?
1: So, I mean, here, I just realized I didn't tell people exactly what we make. So we, we rescue wine we bottles from restaurants and bars and hotels, and we turn them into drinking glasses and vases. We have a really great packaging that tells the story of the mission so that our products get used and talked about for years to come to help the client's relationships grow because their story is getting told more often. Right. So because of that, and we offer you know custom engraving and decorating as the promo industry requires, you know, we, uh, we were introduced through an entrepreneur friend of mine, a guy named John Rulin, Okay. who with the Rulin group, they're, they're pretty well known. They're not really in the promo industry, but they, they do five-year gifting strategies to help people grow their key relationships. And he has a book called giftology and he does keynote speaking and gifting programs for very, very large, you know, fortune 500 companies. Mm-hmm. So, we got in there uh, supplier well and started doing concierge, you know, 200 order dropships and, and handwritten notes with custom wrapping just to optimize the gifting experience for the people getting it. And to optimize the reactions for the people gifting it, mm-hmm. which and it went so well and the reactions were so great that it kind of led us to think of, OK, where, where else can we sell engraved products to where we can help people's relationships grow, which is really what I think we do. And what we make is, you know, glasses made from wine bottles that would have gone to lentil if we hadn't diverted them.
0: Yeah. And so did you do like your first introduction to it? Did you do a trade show or
1: did you just start calling on people or how did you infuse? Exactly. So last January was my first PPAI madness expo. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) A little over a year ago. And I've learned so much since then.
0: Very cool. Yeah, yeah that's a big show to jump into because it's the, the biggest show as far as, you know, miles. And so to jump in there yeah. to be a supplier, it's probably like, holy moly. And then, yeah, just, the, you know, there's so much opportunity there too. So
1: very you're rhyming cool. of miles of aisles.
0: Yes. <laughs> Eight miles. Well,
1: and it was very encouraging for me because I walked the new product pavilion and there was this one tiny table with green products and it was Stainless steel, which has been done a lot for yeah. years, and like some knitted hat from some women's group in Central America. And there was some stuff there and some of it was kind of cool, you know, but there wasn't very much of it. Right. Yep. So knowing knowing that we already have a successful scenario is really encouraging me to jump in.
0: Right, exactly. That's awesome. We're so glad you're jumping in. That's awesome. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about the company. How many employees? Um and then you just said last year was your first expo not. 2018 was probably your first one right your first show induction into the industry
1: no it was last year so it would have been was 2019
0: 2019 holy moly okay welcome yeah <laughs> okay you. so how many employees do you guys have
1: we have seven right now and we're hiring a few it, it, it's so funny for me you know it's like when you're your band that you've loved for 10 years finally gets on the radio is kind of how we feel right now. Yeah. We're going to be like a 12 year instant success to a lot of people who have never seen us before, Absolutely. you know, but with, with the climate and I joke around cause it's semi punny to phrase it like that, you know, <laughs> but with, with the, I call it the two Chinas and Greta, you know, with what's happening with China and Trump and the tariffs and what it's done mm-hmm. to the promo industry. That is as unfortunate as it is for a lot of people's cost structure we USA made and we couldn't be any more green. Right. And then the other side of China is that they're no longer taking our recycling or our recycled commodities for contamination reasons. Mm-hmm. So that's creating another atmosphere where a lot of municipalities aren't taking certain commodities anymore, like glass. So right. whereas we went from bad to worse mm-hmm. in the recycling world and everyone knows it. And that just highlights the importance of what we're doing even more. Right, and then you know Greta being the person of the year at her young age, you know the Swedish sixteen-year-old, yes, in her advocacy of the environment and, and helping our planet, you know all of these factors combined just have really lent themselves to creating a timing for our product that wasn't nearly as cool in two thousand eight when I started in the recession.
0: Mm-hmm. So true, I love that. Did you make two Chinas and Greta up?
1: Yeah. Like, well, they're very, they're, they're very real. You, you know, <laughs> I didn't make those up. It, it, it's happening. You know what I mean? But it's just, I
0: know it's happening. But like, I've never heard it coined that way. That's awesome. That's a very well, very good way to say it.
1: So we just, you know, our glasses were used on stage at the waste management sustainability forum that just happened at the waste management Phoenix Open. Mm-hmm. So we're fully partnered. You know, as a diversion partner with that event because it's here in our hometown. You know, near Phoenix, okay. and so they used our glasses on stage and John Kerry drank out of them and the CEOs of Dow chemical Salesforce and waste management. And that's like billions and billions of dollars sitting on stage, drink out of them as well, you know, and, and sitting through that event and I get to go to a lot of these fortunately, and as scary as it sounds like everyone's saying right now that we have 10 years to fix this before it's beyond repair and that the government isn't stepping up to do it because of bureaucracy and and funding dollars, you know, from private (laughs) interest groups. So it's really the responsibility of corporations to make sure that these changes get made And public opinion. There's been a lot of examples of presidents or near presidents, people, you know, like the election we're about to enter into changing their minds suddenly because public opinion polls change. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's, it's really up to us to create, this atmosphere to make these things happen. And we don't have time to wait. I mean, Greta even said herself that we need to react like our house is on fire. Right. And it, because I get to see all the stats and go to all these events, it's very, very true. And people are just walking around. Like we have time, you know, watching Netflix and we don't.
0: Right. Right. So when you you talk about the Phoenix Open, I'm also in Phoenix. I don't know if you knew that. So,
1: no, I didn't. No, didn't. Located. That's awesome. Hey, come by the um, shop. I'll give you a tour.
0: I know. I'll have to come check that out. Um, and everyone's welcome. It's like Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Um, yeah, so
1: come down. You can see what 100,000 bottles looks like.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of space. Um, when you talked about the Waste Management Open, which is you know, the biggest party on the grass type of thing. How yeah. you talked about the corporations and drinking out of there. Did you, did, were there conversations that started because of that or how was it highlighted within that event?
1: Well, for one, we were one of two chosen gifts. The other was a book at the end of the event that people can, if they filled out the survey could get, we're also the VIP gift for the event. We did merch with the, you know, we've gotten licensed with the PGA tour with their help, you know, to sell at the event as well. So Mm -hmm. it's really about, and the CSR thing you brought up, you know, corporate social responsibility, there's a lot of different ways to wordsmith that same theme, social good, whatnot, promo cares, I guess, you know, is walking the talk, there's perception of reality and then there's reality. And so I actually pitched waste management and took me five meetings to get to the head of PR. And I Mm -hmm. had her sitting here in my office in Tempe, which is in the Phoenix area for those people who don't know the area, you know, where ASU is. Yeah. Everyone knows where that is right now. <laughs> it's the largest university in the country. And I'm actually working with them too, to try to help teach their students on how to create more refresh classes.
0: That is with, amazing. And they also, with waste they commodities. Have
1: a, they have a whole sustainability department. They do. In the right? Global Institute of sustainability geos. Mm-hmm. And so I'm friends with those guys too. That's great. So in addition to becoming friends with the EPA, and I can tell you about that more because it's just growing in scales and magnitude now with replicating and, scaling what we're doing with other commodities. You're
0: saying like you're, you're the 12 year overnight success. You you think since like what springboarded all of this, was it Greta's conversation or just the terrace and the trifecta of the two Chinas and the Greta or like, why is this all happening now when you've been around since 2008?
1: I I can answer that specifically. And I don't know if you're going to like my answer because it's very mechanical in nature and sad, but really (laughs) if distributors and suppliers are losing money, buying products from China, you know, uh, recycling now is on trend. And I hate that term, that term sounds so clueless on trend, you know, uh, what's really moving the needle is now people with the internet and transparency, people are getting blown out for not doing what they say that they're going to do. There's a lot of companies who have, you know, corporate responsibility impact pages on their website that do virtually nothing outside of, you know, uh, please don't, wash your towels in the hotel room unless you need to, which saves right. them, you know, linen costs, right. you know, and pe- people see right through that. Yeah. And so now people want to walk the talk and now buying USA made is less expensive than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Now USA made, especially with, you know, technology, which is another hot button AI conversation and American jobs. And we employ people here, we build our own tooling and we're going to get more sophisticated, tooling as we go, you know, it, it's really because now USA made is fiscally more responsible. Right. And with Amazon and two day shipping, people are asking for that speed and they're making Amazon type of requests where they just want it fast and they don't care how much shipping costs you, even though it's a major cost center for me, Mm -hmm. you know, with FedEx, UPS and USPS, right. In addition to packaging, you know, so the the tide of the amazon effect internet transparency and costs of working overseas going up and taking longer are all lending to usa made north america made more likely cuz i think that a lot of products are eventually going to go to mexico because of labor costs mm-hmm. and nafta agreements and there's a lot of complexity in here i don't know if you're expecting an answer quite this complex but no
0: i this is this is awesome these it's are the major factors
1: involved being a <laughs> being a manufacturing owner. Yeah. Yeah. And a recovering engineer.
0: <laughs> it's awesome. I love I love all of it. Every bit of it.
1: Well, um, everyone can see all these things. I mean, they order from Amazon and and they've gotten hit by Trump tariffs and and seeing their recycling not pick up as much, you know. So I don't think this is this is anything that anyone else hasn't encountered. Right. It's just these are all the kind of the factors that are coalescing all at the same time in terms of a confluence of streams coming together literally. Mm-hmm right. But it's all happening right now. And we just happen to be really well placed and able to scale and prepared. Right. Cause that's when
0: the, the beauty happens. Yeah. So nice. Um, so you did the expo in 2019 and then you, so you've been through a year and then you did it again, this past expo. And, Mm -hmm. uh, what do you like during that year? Did you see changes in our industry, which is a very short time and it takes us longer to do most things, but did you see a big change in how people were accepting of your product or did sales go up because of that? In all of these streams that are converging,
1: not as much as I thought it would. Mm-hmm. But then again, I was getting a lot smarter in terms of understanding EQP and buying groups yeah. and, and uh-huh. a lot of the the nuances of the industry, the which code. I feel far more well-versed and connected to now, having mm-hmm. met a lot of the the players, Right. you know, with top 40 ASI distributors and the buying groups associated with them. And, and there's been a couple other people who have approached us on the supplier side, trying to get ahead of things, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's been a fascinating to see it all, and now I'm going to EME next week. You know, okay. and power meetings to you know shortly after. So we're we're really just starting to get plugged in, to be perfectly honest. And I couldn't so, be more excited about the timing. And yeah. outside of stainless steel tumblers and stainless steel straws, there's very little sustainability penetration in this industry. It's tiny. Right, right. We've got so we. I think we are getting slightly special treatment, which I want to earn mm-hmm. because we're such new at just this great, you know, time of needed change.
0: Yeah. And you, you have to remember, you know, it's a hundred years old, this industry and our channels are old and, and the, the codes are there and protected and there's all mm-hmm. things about sure. the industry. And for, uh, even with promo cares, it's like pushing up a hill because I don't think that a lot of people see the importance of this. And there's a band of us that are getting together that are like, "You guys, we cannot be this trash and trinkets and tchotchkes. We have to think differently about how we consult people and we have to differentiate. Well,
1: and so it's nice to see you. It's it, it, I, couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well you want to hear something fascinating and, and I I do want to buoy off of that, you know, is, is I do, Are you there? Critical A lot of charities because a lot of run themselves being completely reliant on donations and they don't think they have to provide a lot of value because they're entitled because they're helping other people. And Mm so sometimes I'll donate things in kind and not get the tax form back to be able to write it off, nor will they take any pictures from me to use on social media or to show my employees. I mean, there's very small things that they to, do, to provide value to givers that they don't, right? You know, and and so with the, the promo industry really starting to get into this, and like I said, we were the showcase item at the EPA for America Recycles Day last year, and we've been recycling on, Small Business tell, of the Year for our state. Because
0: Ray, before you go on, will you tell us what EPA is? Because I, I this is a new world, like I said, and we go back a hundred years, so we are sure.
1: The tell us. <laughs> Sorry.
0: The, no, it's okay. The acronyms will be helpful for the listeners, I think, because we're all learning. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that that's like SAGE and ESP right. for me like a year <laughs> right. ago. Right. <laughs> um, so the Environmental Protection Agency is the governmental body that's responsible for trying to protect our environment, which is kind of a farce right now with our current administration and the people they have in place there and how they're deregulating protected lands and moving the needle in so far in the opposite direction. It's going to take a while to get it back. So the, the irony of being there is that there are people there who really want to do well. They just have restrictions because of governmental politics with the way that our U S system works. Right. So being showcased there was amazing. And I got to meet people from the government. I got to meet people from, I mean, I was brought there by keep America beautiful. We actually did all of the keep America beautiful boards gifts are one of the the largest and oldest organizations. They have board members from, from Microsoft, from Coca-Cola, from Dow chemical. They have the amazing names in there of, of these large organizations who are trying to help plant trees and, and to do good sustainability things, you know, so going from that, you know, to sustainability in promo, it, it, there's just not very many options in promo right now, just because I think of what people are used to buying legacy. Right.
0: And I think it's also education. Cause I think what, what is greenwashing? What is, what is this? What is that? There's so, you know, we're expected as, as a distributor salesperson, which I, I, in my real job do, you know, to know and be an expert on every single thing that you sell for every single project you do, for every single program that someone's doing, for every single experience you want to give to your client, it's hard to know all these things. So the more we can educate people and let them know what greenwashing is or let them know what corporate responsibility really is so that we can all kind of rise together because I I think that's going to be the important part in, in pushing this boulder up the hill is that we all have to get on the same page and be open to learning and changing our habits probably.
1: Well, and so there's the the aspect of storytelling, and so what I tell people and distributors that I meet in the promo world is that what we really do is we help the gifters get their story told more often at dinner tables and conference tables Mm -hmm. for years to come, which helps build stronger relationships, which helps their clients get more POs and more more repeats and referrals, which is what they really want because they want their swag to be an investment and not an expense. Right. So. Nowhere in there did I talk about our 10 million bottle rescue mission Mm -hmm. that we've been recognized as, you know, recycling small business of the year and by the EPA and by keep America beautiful. And that's why we've partnered with waste management. Who's the largest trash landfill filler. And they're also the largest recycler, but the CEO said on stage the other day that waste management creates very little trash. They're just dealing with all of our trash. Right. (laughs) Which is a, a very honest perspective. And am right. I biased because they've been awesome partners? Like, yeah, probably. But it's kind of hard to get away from that fact. I mean, it's, it's not, not true. right? Right. So I think where we're at now for promo is that what I'm working to do is to convince people for our product, at least, that because drinking glasses are the first things that you hand people when they come over to your house or your office, that we help them grow their business because of the story because of the story that purpose has to tell that differentiates it from being swag to actually being something cool that people will keep and use and talk to their friends about, because the rich people or let's not say rich. Let's say the people writing the POs have enough stuff, right? They don't need more stuff. What they need is a story to tell that makes them look cool to their inner circle, which is their buddies at work and their family at home. Yep. You know, and if, if your product doesn't have a story to it in this age of videos and social media then what are they wasting their money for right or am i biased probably
0: but you should be and also i mean even things that are utilitarian that can be used can be totally and have a story connected to it too and it just talks to the point of everyone needing to elevate their game and showing up more consultive than pushing product that exactly the right fit well, and, not and just throwing 100 pens because it, they need hundred
1: pens. Like why? Yeah. And, <laughs> Tell and if me people want to order them, I'm sure they'll write the order, you know, for right. calendars or pens right. or koozies, you right. know, and I get that everyone needs like the, the cheap stuff for exactly. the conference or the, the trade show booth, which is fine, you but know, you but to really build the client gifts that run, that drive 80% of your business, which is the Pareto principle, you know, that 20% of your clients drive 80% of your business. Right. You can't give them a koozie. And I have friends that have huge businesses that have drawers full of power banks and stainless steel tumblers with someone else's logo on it. Right. Yep. it's not going to move the needle, right? And that's why I'm excited because waste management and some other people have basically come to me saying, "Hey, we can help you get the raw materials if you want to continue to make other stuff out of them." That's amazing. and nothing would excite me more in my MacGyver A-team childhood <laughs> of being able to do that.
0: So and now, you, um, like I was at Sundance a couple weeks ago, and they had uh, the company that takes the signage and turn them mm-hmm. in, turns it into they make bags out of them. Yeah, and those were selling for like. 45 50 bucks and they were gone yeah. they pulled out and they were the 2019 signage and those are the kind of things that if you become more consultive and it's not like adding to the, the the mess but taking what is already there and figuring out ways to upcycle like that's that's a beautiful thing i thought it was super cool and then it's a piece of history like how cool is that totally. have this bag or this glass or whatever it's, well it's a story to tell
1: you right. know and and, and boutique prices like that will only last so long once the novelty wears off Us included you right. know, and that's why my manufacturing efficiency background, you know, with Lean and Six Sigma and, and just continuous improvement and whatnot, that we're going to get to a point where our product may commoditize too at some point, but for a couple of years, most people haven't seen it yet. Right. So we're in, we're in restaurants across the country, which is where we started. And we still sell to, you know, Wolfgang Puck and Spago in and Vegas and, and Husk and Charleston and, and, and Four Seasons and, and a bunch of swanky fun places across the country. You know, but it's really about, in this industry, helping the gifters who are the clients of the distributors tell the stories.
0: Right. And And that's why we
1: do do custom (laughs) videos. We're starting to do custom videos where we can put the logo of the gifter at the beginning and the end and our mission in the middle. So that they can send it to their giftees, the Mm -hmm. people being gifted to to help them understand what it is they're getting in 60 seconds in a way that makes them want to share it more.
0: Very nice. That is very cool. That's a
1: very nice Mm -hmm. tool for us to have. (laughs) Totally. And I want to make it easy for you, you know, you know, in specs and and, and virtuals, that's all part of the normal rigmarole, you know, but it's really continuing to push the edge of providing more value through sustainability as opposed to sustainability for sustainability's sake. Like what annoys me with a lot of the charities that are semi-entitled, that feel less inclined to provide more value because they're supporting a good cause, which I totally think is great. But at the same time, it doesn't give them permission to not provide value. Right, exactly. For the people that are giving to them.
0: And then taking it a step further and figuring out how to actually put the ROI on it so you can explain it to all the people that aren't quite getting it. Like this actually can be good for business, <laughs> not just it would be great part. for business business
1: because yeah. your your clients will be so happy with you that they'll want to order other stuff from you. They probably want to want, want won't want to order our glasses twice, right? Or maybe exactly, they do. Maybe size. they want to do employee gifts after they do client gifts, right? Or for their next event, you know. And that's yeah. where this can really spread around. And that's why I'm so excited about entering now and building our client base, so that when we come out with products from different commodities, different raw materials, mm-hmm. that we can just go, hey, Kara, check this out. You know, right? Exactly. You want a spec? You want a free sample? You know? Yep me a virtual down. I'm so I proud of you,
0: Ray. <laughs> I appreciate so it. Um, all right. Well, we're going to wrap up here. Is there anything else for the sake of this podcast here? We're, this is not the last we're going to hear from you. I have a feeling I'm going to get to know you a lot better, especially since you're in my backyard.
1: Um, yeah, you're going to come by for a tour.
0: Yeah, I'm going to come by for a tour. Bring all my salespeople. Um, is there anything else that you want to share with the Promo Cares community that's for the good of order?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that I think that it's great, you know, and, and I had some conversations just this morning with Sage about how I think that just making a product social good, if it gives a percentage back, you know, of revenue to a charity is a great start, Mm -hmm. but it's not comprehensive enough for what we're trying to do. Right. And I want to be constructive and be a part of the solution in helping this grow within the segment. And I think that you have to start somewhere, but, we also have to evolve. Absolutely. So and to con- right now, continue to, to improve those, those metrics and systems to make sure that you know suppliers who say they're American-made aren't just American decorators buying stuff from China because I don't think that's true either. Right. You know, And so there's, there's all these different shades of gray in terms of us doing better than we were before, but I think we need to keep going.
0: Right, exactly. So right now what he's referring to is Sage has a, a way for you to do your search and you can actually go through and you can pick social good and all the different, you know, causes that you want to co- pick out. And then they will pull up suppliers that apply to that, which is something that promo cares as a board is really pushing for all these search engines in our industry, for ESP and for Distributor Central, for everyone to have some sort of way for us as salespeople to go out and say, I need something that gets back to this or I need something that truly is green and how do you vet it? There's, there's a big, huge conversation around this right now. And yep. so that's what he's referring to is say, just saying, well, you don't give a percentage back so you're not this. Well, defining all these things is gonna be a, a, a process for all of us, I think. And, and the more we can talk about it and get it out there, the better, I think.
1: Totally. And it, you know, we're vetted by the EPA, keep America beautiful. And we're recycling small business the year for our state, but we're, we can't get a social good designation from Sage for our mm-hmm. products. You know, it, it seems a tad off. And, and I want to, I want to be very constructive about yeah. this because I think yeah. it's only going to grow. And the other good news, just kind of a closing thought is that, you know, with lead certification for buildings, B Corp certification from B lab, I don't think we necessarily have to recreate the wheel because there's other people around who are doing it. Right. So I think it's going to be a, a crawl, walk, run type of scenario. Right. And that there are resources to tap into to to follow so that we don't necessarily have to start from zero.
0: That makes sense. That totally makes sense. Cool. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I love your brain. And I, I'm so glad that your engineering brain ended up in our industry because I think you're, you have a lot to share. And uh, we will definitely be reaching
1: out for sure. <laughs> Thanks so much. We All appreciate right, it. You too.